Hi, and welcome to the Quick Dirty Romance podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker, If You Never Come Back, Simmer Down, and On Location. And together we are Sarah Sky, author of the best-selling Sips and Strokes and the soon-to-be-released Vibes and Feels. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you listen to the podcast and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. So today we are going to cover a topic that nobody wants to talk talk about, but everybody goes through, and that is failure. (laughs) Specifically, our own failures in publishing and writing, how we felt about them, how they affected where we are now in our life and our careers. So yeah, Sky, are you are you ready to dive in? Of course, I'm d- ready to dive in. I love talking about when I was a loser. Yay! <laughs> I, just, I okay. I just want to clarify, like failure is something that everybody goes through. Obviously, like we said, and it doesn't mean that you're a loser. But I I totally get the joke because I have felt like a loser um, when I failed at something. But I feel like that's something that we're going to talk about today. Like, you know, how we. Yeah what we went through, how it made us feel and how it actually benefited us. Maybe, I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course I'm teasing. I am, as you know, I'm a life coach as well. And you can't grow without failing. You have to get comfortable with failure or else you don't go anywhere. And I actually think it's, if you're listening to this podcast soon after it was released, we're right here in January of a new year. Um, I think it's a perfect time to talk about it because now is we're like two weeks into a new year. And this is the time we're in, so many people's resolutions start to go out the window. So talking about failure in general and how to create success and education learning places from it, I think is always great. Um, I will try not to turn this into a TED talk and focus on publishing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's it's absolutely necessary if you're going to go anywhere. Yeah, I completely I completely agree. I don't I cannot think of a single person that I know who has done anything, who has not failed at something. Um, I mean, I can think of people who are, 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 you know, they don't want to admit that something was a failure. But, like, I feel like because of the society that we live in, it's frowned upon to admit that you didn't succeed at something, even though it happens to everybody, which is unfortunate. Like, it, it just sucks, you know. Well, right. I mean, even the words overnight success, none of that is true. You know, the Malcolm Gladwell for whatever, for the goods and ills for of the theory, 10,000 hours, right? Nothing is an overnight success. Nothing just lands. That that represents years of attempts, of failures, of small successes, of setbacks. Like, there is no instant success. And there is no success, in my opinion, without failure. Because you have to figure out what it is that you're actually even reaching for. Um, which I think is a really good, like, sort of summation of my failures in writing, but um, yeah, you, it does not exist an instant success and people who don't fail, don't risk, right? Like totally. you go through that life, but it's going to be very insulated. Totally completely agree. And I'm so glad that you brought up the overnight success thing, because that has always pissed me off to hear people say that because they don't, you never like the people when you finally are noticed or getting noticed for what you're doing, 
Um, people only see, you know, what is happening in that moment. They don't see what you did to get to that point, which probably entailed a lot of failure, messing up mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also like a very like self, I don't know if selfish is the right word, but that's a very like you centered way to think of something like, well, it seems like an overnight success to me. And people don't really acknowledge that. Like, no, actually a lot of work and failure went behind that, you know, it's a good, it's it's a good reason to not try, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, well, oh, it was easy for them because they're X or Y or Z and, well, look, that I, I can't do that, right? Like, it's a good reason to not try, but it's not true. No no success, no measure of success is not it is without gain and without a lot of hard work. So, yeah, I do think that, you know, if we did an episode called Handling the Haters, but which, <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head, except for just to think, like, if the reaction is, well, must be nice for them, then think about yourself right? (laughs) I really am like tracking this into cognitive behavioral therapy and life coaching, aren't I? Um, But it's true, right? Like your mindset around that, right? Dismissing someone is, oh, well, it was easy for them. I'll never be able to do that. Like it was not easy for them. I will guarantee you. Um, So really thinking about how that kind of mindset might be time to re-examine it. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I do want to add one caveat here. Like, obviously, there are people who um, were, you know, born into a lot of privilege and, you know, got a lot of multimillionaires, multibillionaires. I'm not we're not talking about people like that who get money handed to them and then they can do whatever they want, you know, on their private jets and whatnot or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I'm clearly not part of that, <laughs> that group of people. I don't even know what they do. Um, we're talking about like, you know, normal people like you and me who you go through stuff, you try stuff, you mess up, you fail, but then eventually you get to a point where you're happy where you are and it's where you should be. So I don't know. Do you, can I ask you sky? Like what, is there something that you can think of writing or publishing related that you consider an epic fail or a big fail that you feel comfortable talking about? Cause I have like 30,000 things that I've failed at (laughs) that I could talk about. Yeah. My, my whole publishing career has been a series of learning from failures and then small successes, right? Mm-hmm. I am thrilled with the love that Sips and Strokes and Vibes and Feels are getting. And I have been honored with the love that the Anti Bell series has seen. Um, but I really thought I was going to have a publishing deal. I really thought like I did all the things, I checked all the boxes. And that did not happen, right? So being an indie author and an indie publisher with my own publishing brand even, um, that's actually the result of failure, right? So, you know, I had thought, okay, well, I'm going to do X, I'm going to do Y, and then Z will come. And then that was just not at all what happened. Um, So my writing career, as it were, has been a series of building something out of a rubble of failure. Um, as anybody who has listened to this for a while knows, yeah, I was out on submission at the same time you were with Baker and was not suitable for work, my first book in my series. And I still to this day can only say that I do not know why I did not get a publishing deal because the feedback I all, all, all that I ever got was good book. We're going to pass. Um, no one ever told me do this differently and we'll take it. Um, so I don't know 
what happened there. And I'm certainly not going to speak badly about anybody who was supportive of me at that time. But at the same way, like, I don't know what happened. I just know it was a failure. So I had to really figure out what I wanted to do with that. Um, it still kind of breaks my heart, if I'm going to be honest here on our podcast. Uh, I think Not Suitable for Work absolutely deserves um, the love that it has gotten. I think it absolutely deserved to be published. And therefore, I published it myself. Um, but yeah, no, it was a difficult, it was a very difficult thing. And it was very difficult. I mean, as I continued to get this series of no's, it was difficult for me because as thrilled as I was for you when Faker got its deal, it was hard because I had spent almost a year out on, on, uh, submission at that point. And it was like, what am I doing wrong? And there was no answer, none. So like, it's like, I did all the things. But then it really was out of the rubble of that and finally calling off. It was like, well, I'm either going to do something and I'm going to make something out of it, out of this failure, or I'm going to shelve it and it's going to be that. And so now here we are talking about our second book release. And I'm thinking about my latest publication that's going to come out later this year, which I have not talked about yet, but I will. So I've definitely made something of it. But yeah, I mean, even now talking about it, it's like, yeah, that was crazy. I... That I'm really glad that you're like comfortable talking about it because I like obviously we were friends back then or back then this was like four years ago it's not that long ago it's like hey, it was pre-pandemic so yeah. like, like another era <laughs> that's, that's true yeah um I love that we're thinking in terms of that I hate the world right now it sucks so much um but I I remember going through that with you and like being so like like frustrated because it's so frustrating because like you said like and I hope that this is something that we've conveyed and I don't know if we've explicitly said that but like you can do everything right and a publisher can still reject you like it can be nothing that you've done you can write a perfect book that people will love but for whatever reason if you want to traditionally publish that book like you might not be able to because the people who are in charge of that might not be willing to give you the chance to do that. I have no idea why. I've never worked on that side of publishing. I know that it's complicated. I know that it's more, um, it's not just a simple like, well, was it good? Because if only good books got published, I think, you know, it would be a lot more straightforward. Um, and, and a lot of really not so great books get published, which is really upsetting too. And, and we don't have to get into that, but like, I think that's something that all of us, you know, yeah, acknowledge. So I remember you going through that and just being like so frustrated for you because I freaking love Not Suitable for Work. It's one of my favorite books ever. Like I remember when I beta read that for you mm -hmm. and I was so excited and I knew I, I, I don't think I explicitly told you this, but like, I remember thinking like, I was excited to read it, but I was also nervous. I'm like, well, if I hate this, what am I going <laughs> to say to her? Like, she's not going to want to be my friend anymore. <laughs> but like, obviously I didn't, I loved it. Um, but it, I was also like as upset as I was for you to know that it got rejected when you were out on submission. I was also like really excited to see you bring your anti-bell publishing company to life. I was so freaking excited about that. And I'm still excited about it because that's how we publish our Sarah Sky books, yep. obviously. Like, and we get to do whatever the hell we want. Yes. <laughs> we get to do and and again, like like with anything in publishing it depends on what you want to do how you're publishing there are ups and downs to literally everything but um i just 
remember feeling really pissed for you, but also feeling like, hell yeah, Sky, you got this. You're going to make this your own. Screw anybody who told you no. You know, I don't know that. I don't know if that's, if I sound like a psycho. (laughs) It's, that's a beautiful thing to hear. It's funny to talk about after all this time, right? Because like, I am pleased with what we've done and what I've done. And it's, you know, it's clearly the path that was the best path for me. I do believe that. Um, but yeah, it was it was tough. And, you know, I did have great support from people like you and, you know, my network of people around me. And it was really, really satisfying to bring it out, uh, to bring out Not Suitable for Work and then follow it with the series. But yeah, it was a long, it was a long time. And like you said, there's just no like if I I was almost at the point was like, please tell me what to do to change this book. So you will take it. But at the same time, too, like I'm proud of the book for how it is. So, you know, um, but no, it, your support through that time meant a lot. Um, and like your encouragement when I w- went out with Not Suitable for Work was definitely part of what, how and why I could do it anyway. But yeah, and here we are with book two of our series coming out under the under my logo with a whiskey and lipstick label on it. So even though this is not like my dream job was not to be a full time novelist, right? Like I wanted to bring my books out into the world. I wanted people to enjoy them while I continued to build uh, my other goals and dreams. So the way that this is going, like I don't I'm not sorry that I don't have to meet deadlines, that I don't have to continuously do things because that wasn't my dream. Right. And so I really do think that, like, I love having this freedom, but it definitely was a case of fail, 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 fail before I, like, found the rhythm. All right. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Yay. I also just I just want to say, too, like, you are still on this journey, just like we all are. Like, this is just where we are at this point. You know, you we have no idea. You don't know where you're going to end up. You know, you could in however many years or whatever, whatever timeline you could have a million books. You know, I used to think that I knew the way things were going to be or the way, not like that I knew the future, but like I thought I had my plans and I knew what I wanted to do. And then over the last four years or so, I've realized that I can't begin to know, you know, one year I'm like, in this type of life and I'm very like domestic and the next year I'm like jaunting off to Europe to do whatever. And like, you know, publishing books and teaching spin. So like all the things that I thought used to be like, this is life. Like I realized they just all flew up in the air and flipped over. So I don't even try. So you're right. In 10 years, I could, we could have a million books. We could have like a movie deal. I still want that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, I'm just open now, you know, whatever comes, I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to do it the best way I can. And it's going to be great. Totally. I completely a thousand percent agree with you. And just as a sidebar, you have lived a very exciting life. And I hope that maybe someday you will write a book or memoir about your personal experiences. Um, Book idea possibility. You know, I've talked to you about that before. I definitely think it's certainly not the most, I mean, it's not like a story nobody's lived, but I definitely think it's almost got like so many universal themes that it could, maybe I could do that. So it's on the, it's on the back, back burner over there. (laughs) Okay, good. And I just want to say like, yeah, nobody's story is 
all that original, we all go through a lot of the same things, but nobody goes through it like you do and nobody would tell the story like you do. So I agree with that. That's where like, I definitely think when people talk about their failures or their struggles and they say like, oh, well, but compared to so many, it's not so bad. Like I always encourage and coach people to let go of that need to compare or to like devalue your frustration or your pain because what you're feeling is authentic. Um, there's definitely a line of like toxicity there where like if everything is a catastrophe and everything is, you know, the worst ever, then we do need to like check your hyperbole. But to say like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because so many people have it so much worse. It can still hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like when you talk about like how many things so many people go through, I think it's really important that we are not alone. Right. There is a universal desire to succeed and to feel happy and I definitely am always about just remembering that when it's easy to either devalue what you're going through or to devalue what somebody else is going through like oh well you know but she's like a housewife a real housewife of whatever and so clearly her pain is not real like you don't know what anybody is going through so maybe just give everybody a little bit of room to go through it totally completely agree just have some empathy and don't jerk unless somebody's a jerk to you then that's fine (laughs) (laughs) um but okay so my my epic fail um in writing and publishing is something that i feel like some people know like you know but i don't like talk about it because again like why would you talk about something that sucked but um but we're talking about it now so i actually wrote and queried a book before fake before what ended up being faker and that book was a complete and utter fail in every sense of the word i and i loved that book and i thought it was such a cute um story it was like so briefly in a nutshell it was a really um really cute like roommates to lovers romance Mm -hmm. um that i wrote in i think i wrote it in 2016 and it was the first thing I ever wrote, like the first full manuscript I ever wrote. And I loved it. And I made a list of agents and literary agencies that I was going to query it to. And I did. And not a single person wanted it, <laughs> which is okay. Um, but like, I remember going through that entire process, like submitting my query letter and my manuscript sample, whatever the agent in particular requested getting a rejection or like sometimes I would get like, Oh yeah, please submit your full manuscript. I want to read it. And then a rejection. And I had like a spreadsheet. I even had like a spreadsheet on my computer so I could keep track. And that was demoralizing because (laughs) I was like listing like who, like what agent, you know, when I sent it out, what their response was, why they rejected it. If they gave me a reason for reject. So like anytime I wanted, I could open up this spreadsheet and like, I could see why I sucked and why I wasn't, you know, like achieving this goal that I had for myself, which writing and publishing a book was something that I had wanted to do for a really, really long time, my whole life, pretty much. Um, and I think I almost, I, again, I know more people go through this, um, or like they go through more queries and rejections than I, I did in this particular instance. And I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I remember it was like, at least 30 or 40 like rejections and like that to me is a lot like yeah that is a lot um also the face you made sky that was a good face a long spreadsheet of no right yeah and it 
And I just felt very demoralized and very upset. And again, I, everybody who goes through the publishing, the traditional publishing process, almost everybody knows what that's like to get a million no's and to feel like, okay, well, I can't even clear this first hurdle. So like, what is the point? Like, am I just not a good writer? Is this just a terrible book? Am I wasting everyone's time? Am I wasting my time? Do I just suck at this? So I remember, um, I remember the very last rejection I got and I was just like, yeah, I think this book is done. I don't think I'm going to do anything with this book. And I was really sad about it. But I also um, was reading a lot still of romance and rom-com. And that helped spark the idea for what would eventually be Faker. Mm -hmm. And that um, eventually ended up being a book that was published through my publisher, Berkeley Penguin Random House, which is great and I love it. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was an extremely upsetting <laughs> uh, process to go through. It's not something that I talk about because, you know, it's not like a pleasant thing to remind yourself like, hey, remember when you sucked at that for like six months and nobody wanted to give you the time of day? And not that like everything is magically better. Like it's not, I mean, I'm so proud of every book that I put out and I'm really fortunate in that I have a really good agent and I feel like I've been able to put out and publish a lot of books that I'm really proud of but at the same time like for every book that I put out I have pitched multiple ideas mm -hmm. for other books that get shot down constantly and again that's not something that people talk about because you only are kind of expected to talk about your wins and your successes you're not really um nobody really wants to hear like I don't know somebody talk about like well yeah no I'm happy about this book but actually like I pitched four other ideas that I liked better and nobody wanted the, you know, like it, it's just the way it is. But in a way it is, I think it ended up happening the way that it should have happened, at least in my point of view right now. I'm not saying I'll always think that, but like, I'm happy with the fact that Faker was my first book. It opened the door for me in a lot of really awesome ways. But um, at the same time, that very first book, I still love that book so much. And it kind of makes me sad that like nothing will ever happen with it. But I have actually taken scenes from that book and put them in like, um, like I put a scene from that book in Simmer Down. I put one scene in On Location. I put one scene in um, my upcoming book, The Close Up, which comes out in April. So like, I feel like I have given life to that book in a creative way, but yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I was wondering if you had either like repurposed it in some ways or if you were like still holding out to publish it on its own. Yeah, I'm definitely not. Uh, that book has been cannibalized pretty well in all my other books. So I don't even know what I have to do to like get it. You know. But that's a good story because it really is like when you got your book deal, I, again, like the duality of being thrilled for you and also like I really want this for me. But like you'd already been through all of that, right? Like that was that that's quite a spreadsheet to have just like there saying like this is not like your dream is not oh we're, we don't want this and that's tough. Yeah, so yeah. like it really does show and especially like what you're saying about the pitches now, right? Like your books, I mean, it it feels like watching you on Instagram in, in the best way that you are always <laughs> having a new release. And it's like, look at her go. Oh, my God. How does she do this? But at the same time, too, like that reality of like there are other books that are in your head that you would love to get out there. But like these are the ones that you need to focus on. And it's just like a, such a different way than the way I've written, because I have this body of work 
right? Like, and sometimes I have new ideas and obviously we generate new ideas together in a beautiful way, but like, I, and yet again, kind of why I think it's good that I'm an indie, like, like this is okay because I have this world, I have this anti-bell world and that's what I want to put out. But I don't, I don't know about, like, I'm not saying I can't, but like, those are the stories that I have. Right. And like, I'm always impressed with your prolific way of brainstorming. Cause I'm like, I don't know. They're enemies <laughs> to lovers and what are we going to do with them now? <laughs> oh my God. That's very kind of you to say. I'm just, I literally do nothing. I don't want to be around people right now. So all I want to do is write stories with people that I actually like and <laughs> give them happily ever after. So it's not prolific it's because I literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> well, however you do it, it is a good, it is a good exercise in like trying and retrying, but to keep going, right. To keep going. You could have taken that hit of the first one and just been like, well, my dream's not for me. Right. Like, oh no, I tried it. I wrote a book once and nobody wanted it. So I'm not, but here you are with all of these books out and all of them getting love. Uh, and if you had just let that be a failure, we wouldn't have your stories. And what a shame. What oh. a shame. Thank you for saying that. That means that means a lot. Thank you. And I, I and I, I just want to say too that like we're both on like we worked. Sky and I work together, obviously, but we're both on separate journeys too in our lives and our careers. And like we're not done. So where we are now probably isn't going to be where we are in like a year, two years, just like with anyone else. So if you feel like you're in a spot where just everything sucks and you feel like you're failing at everything, we've been there too. It, it's not going to stay that way forever. So please don't lose hope, you know? Right. And, you know, just to make this about writing and for aspiring authors, whether they be avid readers who have created a book or they've always had that dream as well, whatever, you know, we did talk, or part of this is for writers. Um, I just also want to underscore that publication is not always the goal and it doesn't have to be. Just like, I mean, sorry, but like when I'm working with people in a training capacity, weight loss is not always the goal, right? Like customize your goals. It's all right if you don't want to show your manuscript to anybody. It's all right if you want to put it on Wattpad and just have a social following. Or if you know that you want to do, I don't know what with it, right? Like, and it doesn't even have to be a full novel. If you just want to write prolific stories and put them on a website, or again, if you never want to show them to anybody, like your goal is your goal. And so it doesn't need to be defined in this way. Publication by a traditional publisher or an indie publication or anything. Like if you are writing, you know, and we've said this before, if you're writing, you're a writer, right? That whole idea of like, oh, well, I have to be doing this to be writing. No, you're a writer. And so enjoy that process. But don't feel like your failures have to mirror either of ours or anybody else's for them to be both successes and failures for you. Right. So I think that's just really important because the goal for everybody is not the same. And, you know, I thought, like I said, I mean, I thought my goal was similar to yours, but it's not. And so you're right. We are on different journeys and I think it's really beautiful. And who knows where we will go individually and together by this time next year. But I'm excited to find out. Um, I do. And for the successes and failures that have come and the successes and failures that will be, I am also excited to know such wonderful people as a result of my writing. And certainly you are at the top of that list, but we have many people that 
what I would not know, right? If it weren't for this journey and this like peaks and valleys of success and failure. So even for that, like that unintended goal, that outcome of people who are in my life in a deep and meaningful way, I'm just, that's another success, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, they come in places you don't know. Was that good for me, Sarah? <laughs> It was good. I'll say it was good for me, Sarah. Was it good for you? Um, yeah, it was good for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Excellent. It is kind of nice. I feel like I got some things off my chest that I didn't know I wanted to talk about, but now that I have, I feel good. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please, please leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever it is that you listen. And if you haven't already read our books, they are Sips and Strokes by Sarah Skye, Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker, Simmer Down, If You Never Come Back, and On Location by Sarah Smith. Please be sure to pre-order Vibes and Feels. It comes out next month. That's February. You can find us on Twitter as Author Sarah Sky and on Instagram also as Author Sarah Sky. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Writer Sky McD. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram too. I am at Author Sarah S. We love to hear from you, so reach out to us and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Bye.